You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You love them, you hate them, and you can't stop talking about them. Announcers, analysts, pundits, they're all fair game. It's Sports Media Payhem with Alex Reamer. Time to let it rip. The Celtics and Bruins keep winning, which is great because Patriots are a mess and the Red Sox, the Red Sox can barely tread water here at this point. Uh, Chad Finn of the Globe had this piece a couple days ago about how the Red Sox poor offseason and really upsetting offseason, frankly, is uh, going to only make it harder for them to recapture fans' attention this summer. And, you know, the Red Sox have been rightfully pilloried, the interest kings for just not making significant moves and not spending money the way that big teams, big market teams are supposed to spend money. Xander Bogarts leaving via free agency. Yes, Probably smart to not sign Bogarts to a $280 million contract over 11 years. But I don't know. The Red Sox offered him like a one-year $30 million extension in spring training. So they were only $250 million off of his market. I mean, maybe if the Red Sox made a more competitive offer for Bogarts before he reached free agency this winter, he would still be here. But nonetheless, he's gone and the Red Sox have not replaced him. Uh, They've signed Justin Turner to replace J.D. Martinez. Um, you know, Yoshida, the Japanese outfielder, we'll see about him. Kenley Jansen, the closer, but this has not been a sexy offseason by any stretch of the imagination. It's been a downright abhorrent offseason, according to most. And if you just look at these ratings numbers, you know, Red Sox games on Nesson last year averaged a 2.65 household rating. That was down more than 35% from their 2021 season, uh, in which they averaged a 4.23 household rating on Nesson. And of course, in 2021, the Red Sox went to the ALCS and were two games away from ousting the Astros in reaching the World Series. But they suffered that 35% decline this season. Only six teams' regional cable sports networks ratings dropped more last season than the Red Sox. And those, excuse me, and those clubs would be the Reds, the A's, the Giants, the Rockies, the Nationals, and the Tigers. So definitely not company that you want to keep. Um, And just... You look at a snapshot of how far the Red Sox have even fallen over the last few years. If you go back to 2020, of course, was the pandemic-shortened season. The Red Sox were awful. They averaged a 2.14 rating. But if you go back to 2019, right, 2019 season was, yes, post-2018 World Series. But by June, July, it was apparent that we were not going to see a repeat performance out of that team. The biggest storyline all season was David Price getting into that heated airplane argument with Dennis Eckersley. I mean, that was not really a beloved Red Sox team by any stretch of the imagination. Yet, the average household rating for Nesson in 2019 during Red Sox games, 5.25. And you even look at 2021, a much better year in which the Red Sox made the ALCS. Their rating was 4.23. 
So even in a better season, if not a much better season and a much more likable team in 2021 than they had in 2019, the Red Sox still saw their ratings fall from 5.25 to 4.23. And then this year, they're down to 2.65. So they've lost roughly half of their audience over the last three years. Um, You know, it just goes back to, you can say all you want about the risks of signing a player like Bogarts to an example, as an example, to an 11 year, $280 million contract. But what I'm shocked that John Henry doesn't seem to realize, and he used to realize that, but I'm not sure what's going on. But yes, you make these signings, you're not going to get value for the duration of the contract, but you hope that a player can make up that value in the front end of the deal. And part of that value is driving ticket sales, driving TV ratings, which allows you to charge advertisers more money, of course, to advertise on your games. That means more money for Nesson, more money for the Red Sox. And it's amazing again to me that John Henry either doesn't seem to realize this or willfully ignores it because, I don't know. I mean, the Red Sox are in a pretty dire situation here. They've lost roughly half of their average TV audience over the last three years, and they have an ALCS appearance sandwiched in between there. Um, So, yeah, bad, bad situation for the Red Sox, and this offseason has not made things any better. And speaking of the Globe, I like Alex Spear. He's a really good baseball guy, but he wrote an article this weekend that I think rightfully got criticized all over Twitter. The headline, Massachusetts Millionaire's Tax is impacting how agents negotiate with the Red Sox. And, you know, maybe that's true. In November, Massachusetts voters approved the so-called millionaire's tax, bumping up state income taxes in 2023 from 5% to 9% on annual income over $1 million. Baseball players, of course, pay state income tax based on the location of their games, and they make their money through annual salaries. So they are the ones, athletes are the ones who always pay the highest tax rates. And that's really the difference between being rich and being wealthy. But I won't go down that road. Um, Anyway, so that may be true. And Alex Spear in his article talks to Kike Hernandez, who signed a one-year $10 million extension with the Red Sox this offseason. Hernandez, or he signed it in September rather, but Hernandez signed the deal before the tax had been passed. He said he wasn't aware of it and is now going to have a talk with his agent. Um, Spear says the Sox said multiple agents are now lumped in with teams in California and New York, needing to outbid clubs in more favorable tax environments. But here's the thing. Here's why this is especially embarrassing for the Red Sox. Uh, I'm not sure if they've noticed But teams in California, like the Dodgers and Padres, and teams in New York, like the Yankees, and certainly the Mets, um, yeah, they have done what they need to do to outbid clubs in more favorable tax environments. Do you think that the New York state income tax rate has impacted the Mets' ability to lure star free agents this offseason? No, because Steve Cohen is spending like a drunken sailor and he'll do anything to win. Do you think the high taxes in California have prevented the Padres or the Dodgers from spending in recent years? No way at all. That is an arms race of epic proportions out in the National League West. So please, you're so the Boston Globe, which is owned by John Henry, is running an article 
about how the millionaire's tax is impacting how agents negotiate with the Red Sox? Please, 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 please. Optically, that is just so, so embarrassing. Embarrassing. And as I said, that rightfully got torn apart on Twitter over the weekend, over the nice holiday weekend. And 